0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Rangers Women's Sports Group Podcast. Carrie, are you okay? It just decided to four times as intro is playing, sorry. <laughs> She's okay. So, as always, joined by Kat, and Alan, and this week we're joined by Graham as well. How are you doing? No bad.
1: No bad yourself?
0: Yeah, no bad, no bad. Alan?
2: Yeah, wee bit tired, or long weekend, but... Good, not too bad.
0: Yeah, fairly successful overall. Well, we're back at IROX today playing against Celtic. So we'll kick off with the team. We had five: Knock at the Hill, Madag, Hay, Roe, Hardy, Ross, Arnett, Cornett and McLaughlin. What a think of that car! I
3: mean, I was fairly happy with that. I don't think we've got many other options other than maybe Jodie getting a start, Mia maybe potentially getting a start, which we'll come on to the game, but I think she maybe could have done with starting. It might have helped us a little bit. But overall, with the injuries and issues we've got at the moment, probably the strongest team we could have put up. Yeah,
0: agree? Have
1: you had anything to add to that? Uh, no, I mean, obviously, Jenna uh, would have been the obvious one, given an international duty. And with them now qualifying for the final on Monday, so that was leaving as a bit short, um, you know, for, for places. So, yeah. Um, pretty much. Solid team.
0: Yep, so the game kicked off and it was almost the perfect start, Alan. Um, Rogan Hay kind of whipped the ball in, apparently Jane Ross, who you'd wanted to fault it, but just kind of went past the post.
2: Yeah, we seemed to start with high tempo. uh, We talked about maybe putting in the best performance last week, but we started with a high tempo we are wanting to get in behind and make use of the bigger park and early chance seemed promising and um, hopefully we'd maybe build from there
0: Yeah they had another few chances Rio was still didn't it seem like her usual self she was getting chances but not her usual kind of clinical self I think she had a couple of chances but they were just kind of going everywhere of
3: the back of the net, unfortunately. Yeah, she just looked, I don't know if it's injury or fatigue or what it is, but they all just look a little bit kind of off it. But we were creating the chances, which was good, because last week we were struggling a bit. We were putting balls in, but nothing was happening. So it was nice that a few of the chances kind of came off and either got saved or went wide or whatever. So it looked like we were going to run over the top of them and start well, which we haven't really done against them this season so far. But it just never really came to much. And... Jane, potentially, had not been offside a couple of times, might have had a, a goal, but it's just the way things happen sometimes and we just had to keep going, which we did for the first half, which was good. It looked like it was going to happen, but just never did in the first half.
0: Yeah, I think in the two teams, we were probably the ones making the most of the spaces. We had good runs, like Brogan uh, and Lizzie, but we just seemed to be kind of, Running out of their defence rather than kind of doing the usual and getting good balls in and that just kind of kept coming back at us.
1: No, exactly, and then obviously we had the shot that hurt the crossbar as well, and I think was it Rio that that hurt, hurt off the crossbar with a header. Um, you just, you just felt like it was just a matter of you know you're tapping at the door, but just not quite getting that end product end and you know the goal. But yeah, you, there was only one team playing in that first half and. It was a team in blue, and no, no blue tinted glasses on. It was even neutrals could see that there was only one team in that first half, and it was clear to see. But I don't know why we never capitalised. It was just we were just unlucky. I think I don't know, just um, just the way things have been going at the moment. We're just not being lucky in front of goal.
0: Yeah, they did have a few chances, but nothing really to write home about. But. As Graves kind of touched on there, we had the majority of the possession and really should have went in at half-time 1-0 up.
2: Yeah, it's a bit of a cliche in football. When you're on top in games and dominating games, you really need to score when you're on top in games. But the first 20 minutes especially, we were well on top and kind of dropped out of it for the next sort of 10 minutes before picking up again before half-time. But for all, we were dominating possession and territory. We, just, we were struggling to actually get many shots in goal. The the shots in goal we were having were, like Graham touched on, we we'd hit the bar and then put, put one or two just over or just past, but we were only forcing the keeper into making saves. Yep, so it went in at
0: half-time, 0-0, um, and then we came out and I didn't actually see what was happened, what happened straight after half time because I was just coming back for getting something to eat. So <laughs> I, I was just seeing them celebrating and I was like, what the hell just happened? What the hell did happen?
3: <laughs> I mean we defensively just kind of switched off. They just went down the I don't know what side but one of the sides, easy ball into the box, unmarked, and she just Natasha Flint put it at home and Jenna could have dived for it, but it's not really on Jen. It's on the defence. They really should have closed her down quicker. Notice she was unmarked in the middle of the box and gone and sorted that out. But it just looked like a slight moment that everyone just switched off and they, they capitalised on it. So we needed to come back from that quickly. But it was just unfortunate and maybe again fatigue, I don't know. But it was just, they'll never get an easier goal, I think, from us. We never give them that much of an opportunity, but they got it and they took it.
0: Yeah, Graham, it's usually like a corner or something they score for, so to score, let them score for kind of open play as they really like us, to be fair, but was it just lapse of concentration coming straight out, or how did you see it? It, it, was, it, it,
1: was, it happened that quick, like Carr said. You know, I, I don't know if maybe the, the big pitch played a, a factor in that, because obviously, you know, the pitch is slightly smaller at Broadwood, I don't know, but I'm not a pitch expert, but you know, we did we, 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 like the first half, we were creating a lot of white spaces and things like that. But then as soon as we kicked off, it was almost like that disappeared. I, I don't know if maybe the pitch did play a part in the game in general. Um, I don't know what you guys think, but you know, having come from kind of a very small pitch uh, Peter saw last week to kind of the opposite size pitch, massive pitch at Ibrox, I don't know if that plays a factor in it. And I did hear somebody in the media asking. Joel the other day if you let the players play in the pitch but I'm not saying that's the reason but I don't know what's your, your take on that you, you guys
0: Would you think how did the pitch kind of play a part in that or
2: no Possibly or the the goal kind came, of came, came from a ball in behind and Nick attacked a ball that she was not never going to win and then was out of position and that happened a few times, particularly in the second half. The players badly sort of misjudged some bounces of balls. There was one in the middle of the second half that Liv jumped for a ball where the ball just cleared her head and she was kind of left her in the middle of nowhere. And I remember Cathy and Tess going and challenging for balls that were not there to be challenged for and we were losing space in behind. But the goal we conceded was just, everybody seemed rattled and out of position and Lottie like Jenner tried to stay on her feet as long as possible and kind of was leaning one way, expecting the shot to go that way. And I just went across her and she'd been flat footed. So it was just a really poor goal all around. Yeah, Karen, as always, once we go behind, as we see we keep doing against
0: so it kind of kicked us into action a bit more. It did kind of wake the players up a bit. And we were, again, the better team probably overall, challenging, hitting the crossbar, I think, again. And those balls just kind of drifting slightly past the post. But it was just one of them we were knocking on the door, but just not getting much, much kind of luck on the day. No, it
3: definitely kicked us into gear a bit more. Everyone seemed to wake up a little bit. We were doing, you know, things a bit better. But I think ideally, if she's not, Joe's not going to make the subs at halftime, as soon as they score, I think it's probably a perfect opportunity to do that. Because Bladsey looked a bit leggy. She looked like she wasn't taking players on on the wing. She didn't look quite sure or confident. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but she didn't look 100%. So it maybe would have been the perfect opportunity to bring me on, give her more time or Jodie or whoever, but probably Mia, realistically, and that could have given us more of an opportunity, rather than, you know, waiting as long as we did, but that that's on Joe, and whether it's just the players struggling about, we were making the chances, as you say, there's one off the crossbar, a few chances, we're getting in behind, but there wasn't enough power on them, a few of them were kind of weakly hit, and then the keeper was getting them, but we were creating chances, which we have been doing against them, so we need to, to just keep doing that, and, ideally do it a bit better, but I
0: don't know how it ended. Yeah. So the, we did eventually make subs you know, on the kind of 68-minute series, and Mia and Macaulay come on for um, Rio Hardy and Lizzie Arnott. I think good substitutions, obviously, in the end, but also I think they were the, brought that kind of energy that we were needing. As Car kind of touched on, Lizzie was struggling to kind of get past them, but yeah,
1: certainly brought that energy. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and uh, they would have been on sooner, but I think they were on trying to get them on for about the 60-second minute or so. But I think because the ball was in play for such a long period of time, then they were, because it ended up Celtic head to, it was just us, and then Celtic had there too as well, but uh, they needed a wee bit of freshness. But Joe did, in fairness, to try to get them on sooner, you know, than the 68th minute like you guys have alluded on. Um, but... Aye, um did make a massive difference as we will be coming on to in a minute. And Mia just brings that <laughs> factor she brought it, you know, she it, she's part of the reason where we are the now where our goals, the contributions to the first half of the season. And I don't know why she's not getting enough games this side. I don't going know in February, but quite surprised at that, you know, given how how massive a start she had to that first half of the season.
0: Yeah, so Alan, you know, came
2: on and pretty much had a instant impact and got us back into the game. Yeah, uh, ball, ball came over the top and have to talk about Rachel Rowe's touch as she sort of killed the ball sat on my there and then spotted the run at uh, Mia. She had the composure to play Mia through and Mia just complete composure and I think it was the first touch of the ball as she passes it into a net and that's as Graham touched on you know our goal scoring this season has been very important to us and that's me on 11 goals for the season there and definitely once we'd scored it looked like we were the most likely team to go on and score again
0: yep after that we were had chance after chance after chance but again as we've kind of touched on it just didn't they seem to be a Dave, like we had a couple of chances as well. They were just resorting to that kind of lumping the ball forward and trying to catch us on the break, but it was us that was looking the more likely.
3: Yeah, we had a few really good chances towards the end there. Jane had a really good one where she takes the keeper out of the equation, rounds her, and all she needs to do is square it back or play it across or do something with it, but she just waited that little bit too long and then the chance was gone at that point. But you know they had a few chances towards the end that jenna makes a, a massive save and everyone knows i'm not a big fan of jenna so for me to say she makes a massive save to keep us in the game is, is kind of huge but she did and you know you've got to give her credit when she deserves it but they had a few chances they could have gone and win it we could have done the same but i think one one's probably a fair result over you know the game because we did almost enough but we just couldn't get in the back of the net and i think the break's going to be ideal at, at this point to give everyone that needs it. Rio's not being called up so she'll get a proper rest and give everyone a chance to kind of get a bit of a breather and come back in for the split and the cup games and hopefully just kick on from here and go and win these games that we have been drawing.
0: Yeah, so we'll just kind of go back a bit. What's Why up? did Jane <laughs> not pass to Mia?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I- Carl's reaction when you <laughs> say it all. <laughs> it was there on a plate for me. Mia was just standing there and in Jane's, I don't know what Jane's vision was like at the time, but there was two Celtic players on her. So I don't know if she was maybe blocked for Mia, because for us as fans, we can see Mia's make, made that move. But I don't know if Jane's maybe couldn't see Mia. It could just be, or it could be a combination of everything. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you need to ask Jane that question I've,
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, for when I was because I was obviously like hanging up and it looked like just a golden opportunity for her just to kind of pass it across and Karen and I would have been <laughs> a good few points up on the predictor, but just wasn't meant to be. But Alan, as Cash saying, it's probably then a national break is obviously what we're going into and then it's probably a good chance for some of the players to get a break. Probably the ones that are going away are the ones that need the break, so it's going
2: to come out a good time for us. Yeah, I think we've touched on the last couple of weeks. You know, the performances are, are maybe not quite where we want to see him, And the, the squad are maybe looking a wee bit more stretched, a wee bit more tired than they have done in quite a while. Or the, the numbers are, are down. We've obviously put an extra couple of players out in loan. And I think the break will do the world of good to some many players. Real being probably a prime example. Personally, I'd probably quite like if Rachel Rowe was in Norway and she was getting a wee bit of rest, but she'll be away with Wales, and we obviously hope she goes away and does does very well.
0: Yeah. So, car obviously the game finished one one as you'd say. That's probably as you say the right result and over the piece because they had chances, we had chances possibly them actually coming and playing football made it a more exciting game than in the past?
3: Yeah I think so. I think the first half we were kind of playing all the football and they were just kind of sitting in and trying to stop us so it did make it more exciting I suppose as a neutral for me standing there watching it it was hairy at times and nerve-wracking and I was confident going into it but you know you proved me wrong I guess. It's just one of those games like They've not beaten us yet, but these last two games that have been draws, they don't—they don't feel like wins almost because we should have been better and we should be much clearer than we already are, and we know this team can be better than they have been playing. So it's just a case of when teams come out to play, we need to be on our A game to be able to put the ball in back of the net and go and win those games, but just not done that today.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think it shows for the last two games the way teams are celebrating against us. Obviously for Partick, it was a big result last week for them. But Celtic seem to be celebrating as if they'd won today when obviously they've won, they've got a point against us, away from home, but they're still four points behind us. So it's not like they actually won, whereas we're gutted that we've dropped points. So it kind of tells its own story there. No,
1: exactly. And like, I can understand Partick, Tissel, as you just said, because it's- to them, you know, a point off the, the leaders, the lead leaders, um, or any of the top three is masters for them. Do you know what I mean? That shows the progress. Like they had a good result against Hibs today as well, so they've continued, despite what we think. You know, about their manager or whatever. Like they've continued <laughs> continued on a, a, a streak of unbeaten, just like like we're on a streak. You know, or uh, unbeaten, not obviously winning a row anymore. But I think last week was not a wee bit um some of the stuff towards the team is a bit harsh for the party game and i'll tell you why because i, I read a lot of uh, places saying that a uh, teams saying that three games in seven days it's quite a lot for them and they've been struggling and as well as we early like sunday 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 and then you've got a little block with three three games in seven days that's quite a lot of football and i know in may we've got that pretty much every single week of May so it's maybe a league issue where we've not, as a, as a league, as an SWPL league itself, maybe that needs to be looked at to say, right, try and have two games a week to try and get you built up. Because if you're doing three and then you're going through another block, I'm pretty confident March is just Sundays. But I know that as you get into kind of April, May, especially May, it's, it's Wednesday, Sunday for the whole month of May. So I don't know if that's going to be an impact. Not just for us, for everybody in general, the whole the whole week. I don't know if that's a separate issue altogether, but I don't know what you guys think. Alan, uh, what do you think?
0: it's,
1: it's
2: definitely tougher when we've got three games in a week, but you know, it's it's up to us to make sure we've got a squad ready to deal with that. You know, we know the fixture schedule at the start of the season and we've got to be prepared for it. You know, unlike most of the teams in the league, we are completely full time. You know, our players are no way working on our jobs. So I do think we've got the resources to be well prepared for it. But as I said a a few weeks ago, the split started early for us. You know, there's there's no respite for for the next few weeks for us, just the way the the games have failed. And who who's actually made it to the top six? So it's, it's going to be certainly tough getting into the end of the season, and we're going to have to to work hard and work through a, a wee bit of a dip in form. Yeah,
0: so tricky, but I think we should be all right. So player of the match for today, Car. Who got it for you? It was
3: difficult because I will say I'll admit that after the game I said to you guys I don't think Lev had I didn't I can't remember what my exact wording was but I didn't say she didn't have a good game but I didn't think she had a very good game or something I can't remember exactly what my wording was but when I came home I rewatched part of the game I did not have time to watch the whole game but I watched part of it and I will say that despite a few slack passes and they all were today to be fair she did have quite a good game. So I'll rescind my earlier comment of thinking that Liv didn't have such a good game because she did. My barometer is Kirsty McLean, so I think that's an unfair level to put on her. So I'll take that back. But I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Like, Mia, Rachel Rowe, Chelsea, Nick, Kathy—like they all had quite good games, I'll say. So, I mean, Chelsea's ball into Rachel Rowe for Mia's goal was class. It was great. So... I mean, for me, I genuinely don't. I'm really torn, but I'll give it to me, even though you say it, when I give it to a sub, but I'll give it to me. thought we were going to get you off
0: the fence
1: there. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I would go with Chelsea. Uh, I was torn between Chelsea and Cathy, but I think Chelsea just edges it for me. Um, so she was she just got us going um, when we were struggling. Um, Created as you just alluded to, Carrie. You know you've touched on that past to Rachel Rowe, and not just the past to Rachel Rowe, just in general. She got us going up the pitch.
0: Alan, who are you going for?
1: I'd agree with Graham.
2: I was got to choose Chelsea as well. I think she's really trying to step up and and take on a bit more with Kirsten McLean missing and. You know, she's been a driving force and trying to get us up the park and, and set the tempo. You know, she was certainly thundering into tackles and and setting an intensity level for a team to follow today. And I thought she's more than deserving of playing player of the match.
0: Yeah, I think, for, well, you're right. She was obviously like good. She's been good the last couple of weeks, probably, trying to like pull us into games. But I think it was... For me, between Rachel Roche or Liv McLaughlin, I'm probably gonna live. I think that's she's only played a few games, but I think that was her best. I think I had the advantage of being higher, so you can kind of see where everybody is and the work that she was doing off the ball and that was just another another level. If we can keep her playing like that every week, then I think she's going to be a key part of the the squad until the end of the season. Same with Rachel Rose; we really need to keep them that midfield fit. And um, we're obviously going to then go to win things. So, yeah. So, next up, we do have the international break. We've got the usual names away. Rachel Rose away, Nick Knox away, Jenna's away. And a return for Jane Ross, the Scotland squad car.
3: Yeah, I think it's well preserved. She was obviously kind of a mainstay in that Scotland team. Has, you know, well over 100 caps. Scores a few goals for them. Obviously, be one that they'll be looking to bring back in with a few injuries in the Scotland set up. As much as it is like a friendly cup, I'm fairly sure the Pinnitter Cup is a, a friendly tournament. But you know, it's good for her to go away, get some different coaching, different play with different players, and hopefully just kick her up a notch and she get a few more goals when she comes back. But I mean. The age that she is, you'd think she'd be close to retirement from the national team because most players don't generally play well into, you know, not well into 30, she's not quite that old, but you know what I mean, like over 30. But in the women's game, it seems to be getting older and older players are staying within that setup, So it's nice to see that she's getting her rewards for coming back from injury and playing so well and scoring as many goals as she has. So it's good to see. Yeah, I
0: think they play... Off the top of our head, next Saturday I think is it the Philippines or something, and then it's probably the following Tuesday or something like that. So I think it will be on the BBC. If you want to watch it? I think the rest of the teams are just friendlies. Graham, is that right? Uh, for
1: Scotland, you mean in general?
0: Or, or uh, the... no, I mean like Wales. And that I think they're just friendlies. Like they,
1: they are the only one. The only one that. Don't like using this word, but matters if you like because it's the plane for something Is New Zealand because they've got the final on well the early hours of this morning, going into Monday. They play the Solomon Islands, and if they win that, they're in the Paris 2024 Olympics. So we could have a Olympian um, in our team, not just a World Cup star, but an Olympian. So that'd be pretty cool, you know. So Vic uh, plays that well, I don't know, she, she probably will play that being a final and the ultimate final game. So. They're probably heavy favourites getting into it, to be fair. Um, so that's probably the one that matters. So you might, might, might be tuning in to see Vic at the Olympics in July in Paris. So who knows what's the space?
0: <laughs> Fingers crossed and good luck to Vic, of course. Then, Alan, once the international breaks out the way, we returned to action. Are we at Hibs. I think it's the 3rd of March. On yeah, BBC, back, on BBC Alba again. So ten past four, kickoff. So I uh, should be quite a good game to eh? get us back into, into action.
2: Yeah, there are some of returns from international breaks have been a wee bit tricky for us. Uh, but hopefully this is a, Actually, came at a good time, and um, we can back refreshed and ready to go. So. Uh, Foot to the floor for the next sort of block of games because every game now, if you hear on in, is is essentially got to be a cup final for us. But we need to treat each game with that mentality.
0: Yeah, Kat, we've got a f- quite a few obviously injured bodies out there now, but this kind of break gives them a, bit of a chance hopefully to come back so that we're not as light on the bench.
3: It would be nice. Not that we're told what's going on with any of them; they just kind of disappear, and then we're to guess what's what's happening. But you know, obviously Kirsten Hewitt said, "Hopefully, Cup Final, she'll be back. Hopefully, the rest will be back soon, and give us some more options there." Because I feel like having those key players out and injured has left us quite light in areas. Like at a point in the game today, Nick looked like she was struggling a wee bit with potentially her knee, and we, other than Ailey Austin, we didn't really have any other options to bring on and. Help, you know, Michelle Coulson's disappeared off the face of the Rangers world. I don't know where she's gone, so it's just all very bizarre. But hopefully, the the break will give them a chance the ones that aren't away, the ones that are injured to get some rehab, get some you know minutes in the gym or whatever Joe's got planned for them. And then we'll come back on the third and play Hibs, and then the next week, play them again. That's a, a fun two week <laughs> run of playing against Hibs away at Meadowbank, but you know, should be games that we should be quite comfortable
0: in. Yeah, great. do you think we'll kind of bounce back, back into a win against Hibs?
1: That, that'll be a tough game, you know, especially being away, but uh, I think so, you know, with the break will help. Um, plus, if you remember back at the early start of the season, we were very, very, we were even lighter than the bench, and we were winning games and things like that, so I think as Joe's called it, mentality monsters. I think the, the type of team they're just not going to give up. You know what I mean? And that's what you want: the fighters in your team. They're still, They've got steely the determination. Uh, I, it'll be a tight game, that's for sure. It's not going to be like I think the days of these high scores we've been used to. Especially, I think the last one being Dundee United. I think they'll become. They've came to an end. It's going to be quite tight. We're right here on into probably. The end of the season, I think going forward. But yeah, I think it's a good game to come back to, especially we've got them the all meet in the cup. You know, can, you know, I they'll be eyeing each other up to see where the weaknesses are and things like that for the the quarterfinal as well as that game itself. To, you know, WPL, so not not a bad one to come back to. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Definitely. So, Card, do you want to give us a wee load review? Sorry, you just muted that and then (laughs) I was asking you a question, but... That's right. I thought you were going back to Alan and then to
3: me, so I've got it. Megan Bell played 90 minutes for Hearts and scored. I've not seen it yet, but according to Twitter, it was a wonderful free kick. So, which is quite nice for Megan Bell to get her Hearts account open, so to speak. Megan Cunningham didn't play. She was an unused sub for us because we did the emergency seven day loan because of X away, as we've discussed. Jenna Ferguson was an unused sub today. Uh, Mason Clark got 90 minutes, which is nice to see. She got another 90 minutes. Uh, Becca Taylor got 89 minutes, which is bizarre. I don't know what happened there. Did they sub her in the last minute? So I don't really know what happened there. but. She got an assist for their goal, and she got player of the match again, which I believe is her second time getting that now. So she's obviously made a a good impact at Hamlet and and is doing really well for them, which is nice to see. Summer Laird got 61 minutes. Uh, Laura Berry got 90 minutes, which is nice to see. She only, you know, got her first game for Motherwell last week, and now she's playing 90 minutes again, which is good to see that she's doing so well. Kayla Jordan got 83 minutes. And Lucy Inman was an unused sub for Queen's Park.
0: Good stuff. Good to see that the the ones that went out in January are making a good impact already as well. Laura Berry's getting much deserved minutes. Graham and Becca's just flying at the moment.
1: No, it's great, and then hopefully they'll come back. you know with that experience under their belt, and you know push, you know, chap it to his door and say, "Look, I'm here. You know, for next season and." You know, a situation like that's where a wee bit late, Joe will be like, yeah, I can rely on uh, these players, you know what I mean? And why not? <laughs> put, put yourself in the line like that. And that's exactly what they're doing. So, and and I don't think, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can, especially Becca Taylor and Mason and Mora, you know, they're all doing really well. So, yeah, I, I can I can imagine Joe and Joe be thinking, hmm, I could, you never know, I could be recalled in the emergency alone again, you know, <laughs> or something. Who knows, but just keep doing what they're doing and mash it basically at your clubs.
0: Yep, long may continue. So, Alden, have you got a little score predictor update for us?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, a few results kind of caught people out. I'll we'll just have a wee look and uh, we will say Gordon Hall excelled himself with three correct uh, scores this week. So he he was by far the best. Amanda Bryce was second highest in 19 points. And then Greg got 17 points for this week. So with a couple of new players enter. And Mark Mason and Grant Morrison. So always nice to see new players enter. But certainly not many people predicted us to draw. And a lot of people missed predicting Partick and Hibs to finish as a draw as well. Hamilton Spartans was the other draw which, again, not many people got points for. So, Golden Hall moves back
1: to the top of the table. But Alan, more importantly, can we ask on behalf of everybody watching, what's Greg's position this week? Greg's moved up
2: to, to 15th again, and he's actually getting a wee bit closer to 14th. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, he,
1: he
2: might even reach he- the heady heights of 14th if he keeps up result- results like he has this week.
0: That'll be oh, him. Well, <laughs> well, well done to everybody that got good scores, obviously. As Alan says a few weird results this week, but good it's good fun. More folk can obviously keep joining and you might catch Greg at this point. So next <laughs> as to the next game we'll, we'll see is that will be Hibs tickets are on sale now on fan base that Hibs use so Get your tickets, get along. I think it's seven or eight pounds for an adult, and then I think the kids maybe go free. Not 100% sure, but get your tickets, get along, support the team. They need your support to kind of push them over the line. And we will see you then. My thanks as always to Car, Alan, and Graham. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Laura.
2: Thanks to you, Laura.
0: And we'll see you next time.